and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. And here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Okay, good evening everyone and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report. Here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg? Looks like we got some sad news again to report. Um, yeah, the fact that we can only see half your face. How, how about now? Well, can see you from the eyeballs down. Well, unfortunately, we've been uh, we've been kind of used to these ten bell salutes lately, and uh, <laughs> this is, this is no different. Excuse me. Uh, the wrestling world lost one of the greatest uh, promoters, owners. You know, the man uh, was instrumental in getting TNA started. And uh, we're going to do a 10-bell salute for Mr. Jerry Jarrett. Please join me in a moment of silence as we toll the bell 10 times. Yeah, and, uh, his son, obviously, for those of you that don't know, is Jeff Jarrett, um, and he's he's involved, um, been involved with professional wrestling for years. Um, I didn't know him until he came to WWE. Um, never knew his father, knew he was from wrestling, but don't know anything other than that. Uh, the fact that he was Jeff Jarrett's father, um, had been involved in wrestling, don't know much about him at all. Um, but, you know, once again, he was part of the wrestling world, um, a sad day for, you know, wrestling fans all over, anytime anybody passes in, in the business, um, whether you knew right. him or you didn't, so, you know, to pay respect to the Jarrett family, we, we did the 10 bell salute, and, uh, you know, Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett said that he, I guess he was supposed to, or is supposed to be on AEW tonight. And said, you know what? My dad wouldn't want me to miss it, so he's going to be there. So, you know, what he's doing, what shape he's going to be in mentally. I mean, right. that's, that's you know, a whole other story. Uh, but, yeah, thoughts definitely go out to the Jarrett family uh, on their massive loss. Definitely. And if, and if she was a wrestler, too, we'd be doing a 10-bell salute for Raquel Welch. Who passed away yeah, today at the age of eighty? Gives a shit about uh, Kel Welch. No, uh, she's, Drew, not even, she's not even worth mentioning. Uh, so yeah, so Monday Night Raw is in the books, and uh, you know we're also going to be talking. Like I said, we're going to be talking Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking Elimination Chamber three days away. Yep, definitely, definitely looking forward to that show. So um, if you're ready to get started with the matches. I'm ready as you are. Yeah. Um, well, it. Um, you said I get to go first this time, right? Isn't that yeah, what you, you said? Want, I, mean, I thought that's what you said when we talked. Well, what I said earlier was the last time we, we went, we did the show, you went first, and all you talked about was promos. 
because it seemed like every time it was your turn, it was a promo. So I figured because of the promo started off Monday Night Raw, I'd go first. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the opposite. Okay. All right. Well, it started out with Becky Lynch opening up the show with an in-ring promo. Trivia? Yep. I, I thought it was a good promo. I mean, Becky's good on the mic. I uh, was really glad that, you know, it was eventually going to turn out to be, you know, a match, especially when Adam Pierce. Hey, DJ, what's up, buddy? Sorry you can't make it tonight with us. Oh, he's um, watching, so maybe he is able yeah. to join us. Yeah, maybe he is. I mean, you know, we'd love to bring him on because he is part of the show now. But, um, can't I mean, you, with Adam Can't Pierce, you invite him via his comment? No. Oh, oh yeah, I can. Hold on. Yes, I can. Let's see. All right, there we go. Let's see. Glad to see you back. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so like I said, you know, I mean, it was uh, it was a good promo. Um, it led into a match, which I thought was interesting because it was going to be turning into a triple threat match. And the winner of the triple threat match is going to be put into the Elimination Chamber, which I thought was only really only the fair way to do it. But, I mean, the promo was real good. I'm trying to remember, you know, a, a lot about it. I, Adam Pierce was, I believe this was the one Adam Pierce was in. I think Becky came out and then Adam Pierce was in the ring, or that might have been last week. No, that was just but either way, yep, that's what I thought. And, you know, Becky is just Becky, I mean. You know, she's super on the mic, good in the ring. I was glad to see, you know, that she started off the show on Monday Night Raw. I give, I give the whole thing a B plus. Okay. Um, slight correction. Um, the winner of the match only would have been added to the Elimination Chamber match if it was Becky or Bailey. If Bianca won, she wasn't going to be added to the match because she's already the champion, and this was to determine who would face her at WrestleMania. Um, All right. You know, it started out with Becky basically saying that, you know, the man didn't have a road to WrestleMania. Um, So she had Adam Pearce in the ring and told Adam Pearce that she'll do whatever she has to do um, to be put in the Elimination Chamber match. Now you're even off-centered now, so you you didn't fix anything. Um, I'll be home in five minutes. I'll join then. All right, DJ. Um, All right. And then Bailey came out basically saying that, you know, she didn't deserve to be in the WrestleMania match. I did and blah, blah, blah. Then Bianca came out and was like, hey, everybody's talking about the title, but nobody's talking about me. And that's what Adam Pearce put this, I mean, rather interesting match together. Um, It was good. I liked it. Um, I mean... Opening the show with a promo is really, really something that they've done for a long time, and I, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I want to get into the action. Um, you know, if you want to open up with a promo, try and get people interested in Peacock and do a thirty-minute quote-unquote raw kickoff show, and get rid of all this shit and just put it on that. Um, so just for the fact that I'm really kind of getting tired of every show, almost, um, at least 75% of the shows opening up with an in-ring promo, I- I'm only going to give it a B-minus. Okay. 
Um, after that, we then went to a match. Um, there was a little backstage interview with Judgment Day, minus Rhea Ripley. Um, Dominic saying that, that Mommy was out promoting uh, WrestleMania like, like she should. Um, so she wasn't, quote-unquote, wasn't there. Um, Judgment Day versus the Street Profits was the match. Um, it was a good match. I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm really, you know, as I told Triv, um, one thing I'm really getting to like is Judgment Day's music. Um, yeah, but it, it's weird because the first part of Judgment Day sounds like the beginning of Bailey's song with that humming part of it, but then both songs, one song goes to the left, one song goes to the right, and they're nothing similar after that. Um... But I'm really, you know, getting used to Judgment Day. Um, if Dominic wasn't in there and almost anybody else was in there, I probably would love the faction, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I've always liked Finn Balor. I'm getting like, um, I wouldn't say Justin Priest. Um, Damian Priest, and I, I, I'm really getting like Rhea Ripley. Um, the match itself was, was an okay match. I mean, it was basically... The same type of match you see the Street Profits every week with the dives, the jumps. I'm really kind of seeing that maybe it's it's time to focus on singles careers for both of them because they're, they're not doing anything new or anything at all. It's just it's the same flips, it's the same jumps, it's the same dives every match. Right. So I, I want to see something new out of them. Um, after the match was over, the three started to beat down on the Street Profits, and dun dun dun, dun here comes Super Edge and Wonder Glamazon, um, down to quote-unquote make the save, and then Rhea Ripley showed up through the crowd and flattened Beth Phoenix, um... The more you see it, the more you got to know that Edge and Beth are going to win at Elimination Chamber. But that's something we'll talk about during the Elimination Chamber. Um, overall, I gave this a C plus. Okay. Um, yes, I definitely agree. The match was really good. I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, the Street Street Profits and Judgment Day, you know, two of the top tag teams right now in WWE. Uh, the funny, I think one of the funniest things I liked about when they were talking to, for the promo and stuff was when Dominic said he ran his block when he was in prison. Yeah. It's like, dude, you were in what, 10 minutes? Yeah, I mean, come on. In a holding cell in the, in the basement of a police station. Right, and he ran his block. Okay. But, uh, no, I thought it was really good. I mean, I agree with you as far as the individuals go. I mean, I think they should start putting them more in singles matches. The individuals go? Who are the individuals? Huh? Who are the individuals? Oh, Damian Priest and uh, Finn Balor. I think they should focus more, a little bit more on them uh, singles matches. That's, that's, that's not what I said at all. Not even close to what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's what you said. I apologize. No, because once again, you don't listen. You got to listen. I said it's time to break up the Street Profits because they're doing the same jumps, the same dives, the same slips, the same moves every match. So maybe it is time 
to to split them apart. I love the Judgment Day being together. Absolutely love it. Okay, great. Uh, Merced Solis is tuning in. Tito Santana, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. He should be uh, the leader of Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tito was Tito's one of the greats. And um, yeah, but I uh, I kind of figured, you know, when they started beating down the Street Profits, that Edge and Beth Phoenix were going to run in. Like you said, it's going to, you know. To me, it'll make it a little bit more interesting. I think it'll make it a little bit more physical for the Elimination Chamber. And I kind of enjoyed it. I gave it a B-. minus. Okay. All right. So after that, we went to the infamous contract signing between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Trib, you usually love or hate contract signings. What would you think of this one? It was basically... I really can't say it was the same thing that you see all the time because there was really no physicality in the ring. It was outside the ring this time. Brock Lesnar fighting for the security guards or, as Triple H used to say, the defenders of the indie circuit. And, you know, Bobby Lashley was sitting back there at the table wanting to do things on his terms. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to see a stipulation in this contract signing. You know, maybe like, uh, like you said before, like a fight pit match or or something to that effect. It was just a contract signing, and, you know, he he got the best of Brock Lesnar this time with the spear and the backdrop when he ran after him, so or when he ran towards him, and he backdropped him onto the table, which I kind of think he missed a little bit, and either hit the corner of the table. I don't recall the table smashing. I don't recall him flipping him on the table at all, or even towards That's the okay. table. That's a, yeah, he, he went to... You know, when he ran towards Lesnar, he ducked down and went to give him a, a flip over him, and he must have screwed something up, and then he gave him the spear. But he signed the contract, and this is going to be, uh, I believe, round three between these two. Hopefully it'll be over at Elimination Chamber. I I really didn't like it at all. I gave it a C-. minus. Okay. Um... I mean, I liked it a little bit more than you did. Um, I I just, I, I don't know who to root for. If I'm the WWE Universe, I guess I have to root for Brock Lesnar because he's more of a favorite than Bobby Lashley as far as in the eyes of the audience. Um, one thing I noticed is when Brock Lesnar, and go back and listen to it, maybe it's just me, but when Brock Lesnar is wearing the hat, the cowboy hat, he's kind of got a little bit of a southern accent. You know, that's my horrible rendition of a southern accent. But when he's not wearing the hat and he's getting down to get dirty, it's regular Brock Lesnar. Go back and listen and, and see if I'm wrong. Um, so just for that aspect of it, I gave it a, you know, a little bit of a... a I, I, everything I start off at a C, and it depends on how high it gets elevated or lower it gets you know, um, deflated, as Tom Brady would say. Um, So this was just an average contract signing. Um, Yes, Brock Lesnar fighting through the 10, quote-unquote, security guards to get to Bobby Lashley, only to get foiled by Bobby Lashley. Um, Disappointed that it's just going to be a regular match. I, I would have liked to at least seen like a no disqualification. I mean, it didn't have to go all out with a 
a main huge match, but this is the third and hopefully final match between the two. I yep. really wanted to see something more than just a regular match. You right. Know, make it, you know, something where, you know what, I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Lashley rip the contract and, and say, I don't want um, a, a contracted match. I just want to fight. I don't know referee, no nothing. We just go until somebody can't get up. You know, obviously right. I have to have somebody there to count 10, something like that I would have yep. loved to have seen, but we didn't get that, so I'm going to give it just an actual C. It didn't go, right. it went high, but it also went low, so we're just going to go middle of the road, C. Right. Uh, Mike, you're visible, Fogman is watching. Thanks for tuning in, Fogman, and yes, Trivia eats free. And Trivia will eat free tomorrow, too. Trivia eats free every Thursday, by the way. Just thought I'd tell you that. Um, I, went, I went to, DJ um, made a request to join us on the show tonight, and I went to add him on here. And it said uh, something was wrong with the connection, and they, he couldn't join. So hopefully, uh, I don't know if it's on his end. I mean, it's fine on our end. So maybe we'll just uh, see what happens and try to get, have him try to get in later. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to what I really think should have been the main event of the night. Um, Piper Niven versus Mia Yim. Um, or mention, or dewdrop, or whatever. Um, right. Ah, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. What's up, Deeds? What's going on? Oh, perfect. He gets to join us and talk about. Or do we want to give his get his opinions on the matches up till now? Let him get caught yeah, up. Yeah, sure. But I just I just want to introduce him, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us right now is our third member of the Top Rope Report. Mr. 24-7, DJ Culver. DJ, welcome. What's up, guys? Sorry I'm late. No, it's all right. No, no problem. No problem at all. I mean, I we were supposed to start at 6.30, but I had an issue with dinner here at the facility. Um, being diabetic, I can't really skip the meal and wait till really late. So we right. didn't start the show until 7. So, you know. so, real quick, before we go on here, the... Um, I fell asleep during Raw, so wow. I seen I seen up to Sammy, Sammy and Cody. Okay. And I mean, the last two days have just been so wild at work that I didn't even have time to do it. So, my um, but I mean, I'm still okay to talk about it and whatnot. So, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so it started off with Becky Lynch opening the show with a raw with her promo, um, joined by Adam Pierce in the ring. What'd you think of her opening promo? Um, yeah, I was okay with it because, like, when I was watching it, I I was like, man, I ha- I, I can't remember uh, a Becky promo just by herself in the ring in a, in a little while now. So it was cool to see. Um, I didn't notice Adam Pierce at first, and then I seen him, and I was like, oh, okay, something's about to happen here. We're about to get a match or something. Um, she gave Lita her shout-out and everything, which I was, you know, I, I like that, you know, because I, I think she should do that, especially because what she, you know, how she was acting last year with her, you know. And she, I think she even said it. I was acting like a weirdo last year to her. Um, so that was nice to see. 
I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Becky and Bailey. I mean, I think we pretty much hit it last week too. I don't know, man. Like, I want to see other people with them, you know, because they're two of the top girls, women. Sorry, and. I feel like they shouldn't be together. Like, let the two top women be with other, you know, help other ones out. Anyway, the segment was good. I was okay with it. Um, you know, the the, the two, one thing they do do good is talk crap to each other. Yeah. They are damn good at it, you know, and they say some pretty wild stuff. So, to me, I feel like that's what's given me whatever interest I have in this is because of that. So I liked it. I gave the segment a B. Okay. And I'm just going to point out something here real quick. That's why it's great to have the third person involved because we each pointed out something that the other one didn't mention. And he brought up the leader, her thinking, you know, mentioning leader, which is that's, that's why this trifecta thing we've got going on here. I love it. I really do. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Drew says, hey, DJ, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Sorry, let me turn the chat on here. How you doing, Drew? <laughs> All right. Then they went to the tag team match, Street Profits versus Judgment Day. I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good match. Like, you know, Street Profits pretty much we know are most of the time going to give us a good match. Judgment Day, most of the time going to give us a good match unless Dominic's in it then it's probably not going to be that good. But um, but being that he wasn't, I, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, pretty good match. Finn, having Finn Balor, I think, win this one, I think was kind of cool because I feel like they kind of are just sleeping on him a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's the leader of Judgment Day and all that, but I, I was happy to see a Finn Balor finish and pin. Um so, yeah, that was cool. Um, the ending is what got me because you got Beth Phoenix out there, and she looks amazing. I mean, she's jacked. I mean, she's jacked. So would a forearm to the back really take her down and out? Because that's what we've seen. And I was like, oh, man, that's really all it was. So to me, it kind of made it like, they kind of shit on Beth a little bit, but nah, overall, it was all right. The match, I gave the match a B because that was great. And the ending, I could maybe take a little off it, but I'll go B okay. and not too bad. And then the only, the only other thing to talk about to get you all caught up with where we are is the contract signing between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Um... To me, it was exactly what I thought we would see. Brock come out, talk a little stuff, tell him to get his ass down here, all that, you know. And I think he said it, what, three, four times. Bobby, get your ass down here, you know. Um, See, even he said it with that little southern accent because he had the cowboy hat on. (laughs) I, I enjoy this side of Brock. I really do. Like... I always liked him. I, I enjoyed the heel part of Brock, too, but I think he's such a good babyface, man. I love it. I think he really needs to get better talking, but I don't know if he cares enough, too. You know, I think he just thinks he's good enough, and 
it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I do like how Bobby was kind of petty and brought out all the, you know, the security guards and his own table and whatnot. So you kind of knew, all right, we're going to see some kind of fighting outside of the ring. So it was a little, you know, you kind of knew what was going to happen. But I think after I seen <clears throat> this, I care a little bit more to watch this match because at first I'm like, nah, I don't want to see them fight each other again because they, they put so much into having, you know, their feud for years and years and they never fought and they're supposed to do this, that, and then they finally did. And I, I haven't really seen like anything too crazy out of the matches. So I wasn't really looking forward to seeing them again, but after this, it kind of gave me a little bit. Um, I also went B on this. That's okay. three Bs in a row. And it's rare. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, Frank, I'm thank you, Zen was watching. Frank, thanks for tuning in. Right, so now we're going to go round robin. It'll go me, Trib, and then DJ. Give him a little rest there to uh, rest his throat. Yep. Um, sure. So once again, you came back. You got live with us in the perfect timing. We're talking about what, what I mean, this. this this should have been the match to close night one of WrestleMania. It really should have. <laughs> as it was Mia Yim against Piper Niven. Um, honestly, I mean... Was it a, a an okay match? Yeah. I'm actually going to give it a slightly higher grade because of how short it was. We didn't have to do the 15 to 20 minutes like we do in most matches on Raw now. It was just a little six-minute match. Piper Niven wound up winning. It was her quote-unquote revenge for Mia Yim giving her a black eye last week. Um, so I, I, overall, I'm going to give this match. I mean, there's really not much to say about it. Um, I mean, Corey Graves made a reference to Abyss. Um in towards Piper Nibbin. I, I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. Um, I don't remember Piper Nibbin ever being in TNA when Abyss was there or anything, so I don't know what he was talking about. Um, but I just I gave the whole thing a C minus. Okay. Trivia. Yeah, this match I did not uh, I wasn't too impressed with watching it. I mean, you know, I thought Mi Chin or Mia Yim, whatever they call her um, I really thought she was a better competitor than what she's showing. Um, and, you know, Piper Niven, I'm glad she went back to her original name, Piper Niven. That dewdrop thing just wasn't working for me. Right. And, um, I mean, you know, like Greg said, there's really not much I can say about this match. It was just a short match, and I gave it a C-minus as well. Okay. DJ. Uh, just to start off, just because you both gave a C minuses, I want to say it. I gave it a C minus too. So there's a triple freaking trifecta there. No more. Um, you mean what do you mean? You're giving out B's all night. How did this only get a C minus? <laughs> I mean, come on. I could have probably even went lower, but yeah. I'll go C minus. And yep. I mean, it was okay. Like you said, it wasn't great. Basically, Piper just came in used her, you know, weight and her strength and just kind of dominated most of the match, which which kind of is stupid to me because, 
I feel like they were trying to give Mia Yim a little bit, not going to say a push push, but they were kind of trying to get her involved a little more and she yeah. just got dominated on here. Kind of, she almost looked like a jobber almost. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really care. I mean, I, I do like Piper as a heel, you know, yeah. or, well, we didn't really see much, but you could tell that she is now. Um, so I do like that. <clears throat> but that's about it. About all I like about it. Okay. You know, C-. Yep. After that, they went to a backstage interview where Baron Corbin was getting interviewed. And then all of a sudden, they broke away to a man in a hooded sweatshirt coming in the ring, which turned out to being Sami Zayn. It's a promo. Trivia, I think you knew what you were doing. You're first. I loved it. I thought it was a great promo on both parts. Especially he called out Cody. You know, it was talking about, hey, you know, I know I can beat Roman. Do I really, you know, I'm trying. I don't remember his exact words, but he's like, well, do I think I can beat Roman at Elimination Chamber? I don't know. Which kind of throws a little bit of doubt into Sami Zayn as to, as to say, I mean, if he beats Roman Reigns, it's gonna be. I can. I'll consider it an upset. If he if he beats Roman Reigns, but you know when Cody came out and he was talking, you know, back and forth, it was just a, an amazing promo on both ends. Uh, Sammy's always been good on the mic. The crowd just the crowd just loves him. He is so over with the crowd, and then Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody's Cody. I mean, but it kind of makes me after watching that promo. It kind of makes me lean a little bit towards really wanting to see Cody and Sammy at WrestleMania. I mean, that's, I, I'm still. I mean, I would still be great to see. Um, it was. It would still be great to see Cody and um, Roman Reigns. But I wouldn't be disappointed if it was Cody and Sami Zayn. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. Everything about it. I gave it an A. All right. DJ. Greg. What? Oops, sorry. I, I also really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Um, Thanks, Drew. Didn't know that. I, I After coming off of the Paul Hangman uh, promo that Cody had, which was excellent, this was just another excellent promo, and... I Something went through my mind real quick, and it was like... Are they trying too hard to make Cody like, oh, just the biggest baby face ever? Because it almost seems that way. But it's so good, too. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. But I love it, man. And the, what I love the most about it was Cody says the bloodline is hurting, you know, you know, Roman's hurt and everyone's hurt, and that's because of you. You did that, he said. You made this. You did that. You did the other. You know, and he and he's right, and he did. Um, so I'm hoping that this promo really gave some confidence to Sammy. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, if he really feels that he doesn't know if he can beat Roman, then he needs it. So I like that. Um you know, I don't think I've ever heard of this is awesome chant in a promo either, right. and they had right. one, so that was kind of cool too. 
Um, do I want to see Cody and Sammy at WrestleMania? I don't think I do. I'd rather see Roman just because if they are going to give Cody this title, you know, first one in the fam to do it and all this, I, I think it should be versus somebody a little bit, you know, higher than Sammy. So hopefully, but on the other hand, I would like to see Sammy win too. You know what would happen to that place if Sammy wins on Saturday? Oh my God, they're going to go freaking crazy. And, and to me, it just reminds me of like a Kofi thing, a Daniel Bryan thing. Like, ah, it's a moneymaker if they have him win, but I don't know if they do. Yeah. I don't know. But I gave the uh, segment a B plus. It was just another great, great promo by two great dudes <coughs> on the mic. It was awesome. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um... Yeah, I, I I liked the promo. I liked it actually better than the Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes promo. I thought Heyman crossed a, a line that shouldn't have been crossed. Um, but, you know, that was then, this is now. I also think the reason behind this is because I think somewhere in the back of people's minds, just like me, if Sami Zayn loses to Roman Reigns and they didn't have this promo, I think Cody Rhodes would get booed. Because um, I think the WWE Universe wants that Kofi Kingston, that Daniel Bryan moment where the underdog comes out on top. And if it's not Sami Zayn, F everybody else. So I think they, they threw out that, you know, that, that little fishing line and put a little worm on the end just to see what was going to take. And it took. The fish bit. The, I mean, the crowd was, they ate this segment up like it was an Ethiopian at Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, they just wanted more and more and more until they threw up and then wanted more after that. Um, and that was, once again... Uh, this is awesome. That was the best part of the promo as to how into it the audience was. And it may have backfired a little bit on Cody, in my opinion, because all it did was make the crowd more excited for Sami Zayn and the possibility that Sami Zayn can win at Elimination Chamber. Um... So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I like this a lot. I'm right in the middle of YouTube. Mike said A, DJ, you said B+. Plus. I'm giving it an A-. minus. Okay. After that, they went backstage again um, to continue with the interview with Baron Corbin, who then started to bash Cody, um, Dustin Reynolds, Dusty Reynolds, and that was it. Cody Rhodes attacked him. They then fought through the gorilla position out to the ring, and he demanded a fight in his dress shoes and suit pants and all. Um, DJ, did you at least see this match? Or I did. Okay. Um, I watched. I watched it this morning when I woke up on YouTube. Um, man, when I heard Baron Corbin say that about Dusty, yeah. you know, like him saying it about. Dustin, 
And Cody and I was like, yeah, all right, you know, talk a little bit of shit. But, yeah, he brought, he said Dusty, and I was like, whoa, you know. And to me, it almost makes me feel like we're about to see, hopefully, a better Corbin character coming up here. Um, pretty sure they're, I think they're going to, I seen some, I mean, you know, you can never really tell how right. shit reads. But I did see something earlier. <laughs> about that they are uh, putting him through a character change again, and he's going to be more serious and all that. So hopefully that is what's going to happen, because to me, I really feel Baron Corbin is, can I say awesome? I'll say awesome, just because he gets shit on so much, and he does it and loves it. You know, he's there, and he's, he does it. And he's actually damn good, man. They just always make him lose but um hopefully this might be something we see after you know after wrestlemania or something maybe we see them go at it or something or maybe they go at it a couple times before wrestlemania on raw or something so i mean i'm cool with it because i can't see them putting cody you know fighting anyone before wrestlemania anyone that you know anyone means anything right now so to see corbin yeah i'm cool with that um Especially him saying that, it'll make it a little better. You know, it'll make the match a little better if they do have one. Because Cody's just going to come and just whoop him. Because he needs that ass whooping for saying that. So, that backstage whooping wasn't nothing. And the match, I mean, the match was okay. It was him going, you know, Cody going in, he was pissed and got the win. Um, but I feel like that, that it didn't do its justice. Like, to say that about... <clears throat> About Dusty, yeah, we need a big match here. We need a, we need some good stuff here with that. So I enjoyed yeah. it. That was cool. I'll give it a, I'll give it a B. I'll go oh, B. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the only, I mean, yes, I totally agree with DJ. Um, I, I kudos to to Baron Corbin for going through all this. I mean. He was down out on his luck, wore the same dirty shirt, same pants. He was a bum, lost everything. Um, and that was probably the best character that he had since he was the, the lone wolf. Um, yeah. Because then Happy Corbin, that won all the money gambling, and then his pairing with Madcap Moss and, you know, all this other silly, stupid little things, in my opinion the wrestling god well no he's not a wrestling god he he's you know far, far from, from it. it um he's a wrestling fraud uh, you know in 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 the fact that he just keeps losing um i i did see um okay um i did see the same thing you saw dj that they're going to try and make his character more serious and not be as much of a joke and i'm all for it because he could be, you know, a top heel on Monday Night Raw. Um, and with them being wishy-washy about so many people on the top of the roster, you know, Bobby Lashley's a bad guy, but he's a good bad guy. Brock Lesnar's a good guy, but he's a bad good guy. You know, just having another top heel um, would work wonders for, for, this, for uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, the match, it, I mean, it wasn't really long enough to to be a good match. Um, it was short, it was quick, it was Cody Rhodes being angry in his suit pants and dress shoes. Um, I gave the match a C+. Plus. 
Alrighty, Rick Del Santo, the host of PWZ, has joined us. Rick, thank you, and uh, check out his interview with Sonny Blaze on YouTube. It was definitely a good interview. Um, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I don't care who you are in the wrestling business, whether Cody's around or not, you don't disrespect Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes has done more for anybody in pro wrestling than fifteen people combined. And, you know, when, I mean, I knew something was up when I saw Cody come through the curtain and he's standing back there just as Baron Corbin started mentioning, um, started mentioning, you know, Cody and Dustin Rhodes and, oh, your father's a joke and this, that, and the other. And then that's what set Cody off. And they went to the ring and started fighting. I, I really enjoyed it. As far as the thing with Baron Corbin goes, I read somewhere that, you know, Triple H was ready to give up on him mm-hmm. after all the stuff that's been going on. But a character change for Baron Corbin, I think, would be just what he needs. I liked him. I've always, you know, I really can't say I've always liked Baron Corbin. I started liking him really when he was the lone wolf. And then, you know, he had the thing where he was down on his luck and that kind of got a little pathetic and pitiful and everything. And when JBL came out and said he was going to be the modern-day wrestling god, it's like, come on, this is Baron Corbin. Mm. And then he goes, you can't polish a turd. Yeah, well, that's exactly true. So we'll have to see what kind of character change they're going to have for Baron Corbin. And I gave gave the match a B-. Okay. Yes, Greg, I did did check it out. Okay. It It was good. Just checking. Just checking. Yep. Um, after that, we then went to a six-woman tag match, um, as it was the three, it was the six competitors in the Elimination Chamber match, the three from Raw, um, Asuka, Carmella, and Nikki Cross took on Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, and Natalia from, um, SmackDown. Um, DJ, you didn't see this one. Correct. I seen I seen their entrance, and, and that's when, like right when I fell asleep. So okay. I'll give the entrances. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, yeah, I missed the match. Honestly, I fell asleep literally as they were coming out. I okay. just passed. Well, um, so I didn't see it, and I didn't happen to see uh, a video of it. I didn't look, so okay. I really I don't know what happened in this match. All right. Well, I mean. Falling asleep, I mean, other than other things that happened after this, it, it would have put me to sleep too. Um, except for the fact that I was sitting up in my wheelchair and it's hard to fall asleep in a wheelchair. Um, it was, I mean, once again, it, it was a typical just run-of-the-mill you know, we have a multi-team person match. Let's just put them all in a tag match type match. Um, I mean, I didn't enjoy the match total at all. Um, Carmella, Asuka, and Nikki Cross won. And, and, I mean, arguably that was the weaker team of the two. Um but Asuka saved this match. I mean, whatever we thought about this little character change, I think is starting to come out because she just went off on everybody. 
um, you know, Liv Morgan, Raquel, um, Natalia, I mean, Liv, I mean, her own teammates, Carmella, Nikki Cross, she just, just started beating the shit out of everyone, um, and then, you know, booking her as an unstoppable badass is what's going to push Asuka forward, um, love the new face paint, love the new mask, um, she saved this match for me from being a D, um, I gave it a C minus. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I, I definitely agree with you there, Greg, and, and, you know, with her character change and everything, <clears throat> I think that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Oscar winning the Elimination Chamber for the women and going against Bianca Belair. I think that would be a tremendous match. This match here, I mean, like you said, if it wasn't for Oscar saving the match, I probably would have gave it a D. I was surprised that Team Raw beat Team SmackDown. You know, like you said, they were the underdogs. I thought they were the weaker team because of Nikki and Carmella. I'm still not sold on Carmella. I don't think she's all that great. You know, she's good to look at and everything, but I was just, you know, glad that Oscar was able to do what she did and save the match. You know, she karate kicking everybody, her own teammates as well. I gave her a C minus as well. Okay. After that, now, DJ, don't want these next two matches. You're going to hit yourself because you missed. So, just give you a warning. The mm -hmm. next match was Bronson Reed taking on Mustafa Ali. Trivia? Did not like this match at all. It, it really had nothing, you know, no bearing on, <clears throat> on anything. You know, for the two of them, for their career, they really don't have <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. They really don't have anything going on, you know, between them. There's really, really been no rivalry, no feud between the two of them, but this might start something. But I'm just not, I just didn't like this match at all. I didn't think it was that great. I knew Bronson Reed was going to win. He's more of the brutal kind, and he took advantage of the match real quick. I gave it a C. Wow. Generous. Absolutely generous. All this was, because honestly, nobody knows who Bronson Reed is and what Bronson Reed can do. So they put him in the ring with a, a smaller man, but an athletic man that, you know, has garnered some slight popularity and interest from the fans. But all it was was a squash match to show Bronson Reed's a quote-unquote credible threat in this Elimination Chamber match. Because he beat Mustafa Ali. Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, I, like I said, you your C-minus was very generous. I gave it a D straight up as in dumb dog. Uh, Greg, before we get to the last match, DJ, what do no, you think about did, Bronson we Reed? We didn't get to the last match yet. As I said, before we get to the last but match. the last match is it next, so go ahead. Okay. What do you, what I, do you think? I like Bronson Reed. Like, I liked him in NXT, you know, when he held the championship. Not the NXT, but uh, the North American championship there. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it, and I do like Bronson Reed. I wish they would just, like, he's a big, strong man, and he can move around, like, I wouldn't mind seeing him going like attack Sheamus and Drew or something. You know, go attack 
some big dudes where we can get some good matches out of. <clears throat> when I seen that it was going to be Bronson versus uh, Ali, I'm like, come on, really? Right. I already knew that it was probably just going to be Bronson going in and th- throwing him around the ring a little, you know, showing some strength and whoop him and beat him quick. Yep. So Good. I guess that's, you know, what happened. Hopefully yeah. maybe this was just, all right, Bronson's back. Let's give him a couple matches and then yeah. boost him up. So hopefully that's what it is. Yep. yep. Yeah, good, qu- good question, Drew. I have no idea either. <clears throat> Chelsea Green. Yeah. She's a she's a Karen. Yeah, basically. Um after that we then went to a Miz TV segment um where he interviewed Seth Rollins. Um Seth Rollins came out in his normal, you know, weird looking attire, but he had these huge ass like Mario Brothers style big old fluffy red moon boots. Um, and came stomping out and, and came down to the ring. Um, I mean, was it the dumbest Miz TV I've ever seen? No, because Seth Rollins was involved. Um, a chalkboard could interview Seth Rollins and it's going to be good. Miz was dressed in his wrestling attire, for, so I thought it was going to be a, an impromptu match between Seth Rollins and Miz. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, they then went to a commercial break and came back to Rick Boogs taking on The Miz. Uh, anyway, to screw up a segment that was decent is Rick Boogs coming out to wrestle The Miz. Just destroyed the entire segment. Um... The match was just, it was, it was blah. Um, so if you incorporate both together, I'll go Miz TV a C, match a D minus, which gives it an overall low C minus to a high D plus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I definitely agree. I mean, it started off really good. I loved the boots. That Seth Rollins was wearing. It was actually pretty funny when I first saw it. I was like, what the hell's he got on his feet? And these big old leg breaks and Mario boots. And, uh, you know, then things started to unravel a little bit. You know, Austin Theory came out. And, you know, something like that. You knew that was going to happen. And then Rick Boots. Uh, I just don't know what to make of that thing with Rick Boots and The Miz. I, I hope they're not going to continue this feud all you know for a long time i just couldn't get behind it after that i gave it you know counting both segments overall i gave it a c minus okay so after hearing our descriptions of what you missed dj how on a scale of one to five how disappointed are you to to, to the fact that you missed that i did see the interview oh okay i did I didn't see the match, but I did see Ms. TV. <clears throat> and I was like, for probably two minutes or so, I thought he had boxing gloves on his, <laughs> on his feet. I was like, yeah, that's a really per- weird box. Yeah. Perfect way then, to describe him. And then he, I think he super kicked someone at some point, And he awesome made a theory. big old, 
that it made that big smack and i'm like all right who's smacking their leg in this one because how are those things making that noise you know so it was a little weird but it was funny it was seth i guess right now he wears all that crazy shit um but i mean overall miss tv to me was miss tv um yeah, it was better, like you said, because it was, you know, Seth was on it and that, you know, he's going to make it better no matter what. Just he could have came out and not said a word just with the stuff he had on and just came out and kind of danced around a little bit. And it would have been pretty good to me, you know, so uh, I'll go B minus for TV and I'm not sure about the match, but it probably sucked. OK. All right. Yeah. Just after that, they then went to the main event of the match. It was a triple threat match between Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Bianca Belair. Um, if Bailey or Becky won, the Elimination Chamber would have started out as a triple threat match. Um, but if neither one of them won, it was just a six women in the Chamber match. Um, trivia, you lead off. I gave the match a D minus. No, I'll be kidding. Um, I thought it was a good match. You had three of the, I think, I believe in my opinion, three of the top stars on Raw in the same match. Bailey, I think Bailey's getting a little bit more, a little bit better each week now. I wasn't too uh, sold on her after she came back from being out for a long time, spending a lot of time with, uh, um, damage control kind of hurt her, you know, performing in the ring individually. But I, I thought this was a really good match. Bianca Belair did get the win when she gave uh, Becky Lynch the KOD and she landed on top of uh, Bailey. I thought that was going to be the pin. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to see the, the pin end up this way. But then Becky Lynch, you know, slowly rolled off and Bianca was there for the pin. In a way, I'm kind of glad that Bianca won because I didn't want to see anybody else added into this uh, uh, into the women's elimination chamber. It would have been it would have looked weird with seven people instead of six. So I'm kind of glad that uh, Bianca won. I thought it was a really good match. A lot of action in the match. I enjoyed watching it. I gave it an A. Okay. Um. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I did like the match. I mean, I will debate you any day of the week that they are not top the, how did you say it, three of the top women on Raw. They are right now the three top women on Raw. If you can name somebody currently on Raw that would rank higher than any of those three, I'll debate you with that all day long. Um and so you knew you were going to get, I mean, like I said earlier in the show, I pretty much start matches at C and go up or down from there. This one I started at B plus to go up or down. I expected this to be an excellent match, and it was. Um, the other competitors that are involved in the Elimination Chamber match, all of them coming down, um, being at ringside just to kind of watch the match. I thought it was all going to just be a melee and everything was just going to be foobar and there was going to be no winner declared and they would have put both Becky and Bailey in the Elimination Chamber starting out as a fatal four-way and then just bringing them in one by one. 
Um, that was my first initial thought when I saw everybody come down, because that's typically what WWE would do. But the other competitors did fight, but it was outside the ring. Um, they got into it with Io Sky and Dakota Kai, who came down to kind of help Bailey. But I, I did enjoy the match. Um, just a little overall, little less than you. Um, I, I gave it an A minus. Okay. DJ, any thoughts or anything you want to add to it? I seen it was probably like a I don't know maybe two minute video, so they kind of just showed all the high spots of the match. So. You know, and it was pretty much what I expected out of these three, you know, because you're right, Nug, they they are the top star. There is no one better. And I might even go as far as to say, even out of the damn men, I mean, there is some good ones on there, but these three are up there at, at the very top. So I expected a great match. I did. I did want to see one of one of the two win. I didn't really care which one it was, but I did for some reason. I don't know why. I, I think I watched I watched the chamber match. You know, I was watching Peacock the other day, and I can't even tell you what one it is. I forgot, but whatever one it was that they had three guys start in the ring. I think they don't get twice or something, but it was one of them. And I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of like that. Right. And I don't really like triple threat. <laughs> all to be honest but i i kind of liked it in the chamber so i was hoping for it i guess and and bianca you know hit the move and put bailey on becky or becky on bailey however it went um i was almost gonna be okay with that i'm like all right cool they want to keep everyone as strong as possible that's the way they're gonna do it i was okay with it um but it didn't happen that way and I'm, i don't know i think it's kind of sad because i feel like you need to have Becky and Bailey on your pay-per-view or on your uh, premium live event. I feel like they need to be on there. They are the two top women. Why are they? I don't know. I guess maybe they will be in some way. But I felt like one of them should have won. Um, but from the high spots that I've seen of the match, I'll give it a B plus because I know it had to go back somewhere around here. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so overall, um, Top to bottom, I mean, once again, for every really good segment, there was a bad match. Or for every really good match, there was another bad match. And just, I'm tired of this. I mean, yeah, have I ridden a roller coaster in years and would I love to be on a roller coaster right now? Absolutely. But not when I'm watching um, a program like this. I don't, you know, don't like the ups and downs. Um... So, overall, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a C plus. Okay. Uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the things, my grade was a little different, but one of the things that it just popped into my head again that DJ had talked about a while back, and Greg had mentioned, you know, how Monday Night Raw puts the little screen in the left-hand side while they're doing a commercial so you can still watch the match. I enjoyed that. But at one time during one of the matches, I counted 11 commercials. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, you've got the, you know, you've got the ads and people got to do their, uh, their promos for their products and stuff like that. 
but 11 commercials. I'm what, saying to what, myself, what do you mean by 11, com- 11 commercial breaks in one oh, match? No, 11, 11 commercials in a row. Well, yeah, when they're 15 seconds long, or 20 seconds long, I mean, it's a it's a two and a half, two minute, 45 second break. God, that seemed like it went on forever. But uh, at least I was glad I was able to see the, uh, you know, the match where they had it in the left-hand corner of the screen. I, I gave it a B-minus, the overall grade. Okay. And DJ? I will, like I said, being that I didn't see some of it, at least pretty much what I didn't see was the blast stuff, the stuff that probably I didn't really miss much. Right. So... From what I seen, and I gave some B's here, so I'll go B. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a B. And All right. uh, if I can remember correctly, the picture-on-picture picture thing in the commercials, it was SmackDown that did it first for a while and then kind of stopped. i never seen Raw do it up until recently. I wonder why I, they're doing it. I can't remember SmackDown doing it. I remember were, doing it. It was, uh, I mean, Fox doing. It. I remember during when it was on FS1, but I don't remember it being on on Fox. Um, I, don't I believe know, I it, they first started uh, SmackDown. Oh, okay. You know, when they first the Fox and they were trying, you know, they were making it big. I believe it was probably a good month or so that they had pitcher on pitcher. Oh, okay. um, that just kind of stopped. Um, I mean. I don't know why, but because I didn't mind it either. Um, but but yeah, the show was okay. And Trip, to your point about the commercials, especially right now, I feel like they're showing a lot of the Super Bowl commercials. You know, all the commercials they had on the Super Bowl. So they're. Yeah. You know, this is one show that I kind of, from what I've seen, I was okay seeing a lot of them because they were yeah. very good. But normally, yeah. Yeah, normally I'm like, ugh. What's going on over here, you know? Yep. So that was was our Monday Night Raw recap. Um, We got Elimination Chamber coming up in three more days, but I think before we get to the Elimination Chamber, it's Nuggie News. So, Greg, the floor is yours. All right, just, just a few things because, I mean, we're already at an hour and ten minutes I know trivia's um, bladder is probably kicking him right now, um, nope. so we'll you know we won't, we won't go too 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 long. Um, I this is one reason I'm pull, I pulled up an article. This is one reason why I typically when I go to get my news and information, I, I basically go to three sources because I, I I pulled up a website called PW Mania. And they have breaking news involving the Elimination Chamber. Okay? We have confirmed with WWE details for the pre- and post-show festivities surrounding Elimination Chamber. The company has confirmed that a WWE Elimination Chamber kickoff show will be starting at 7 o'clock. This Saturday, with the post-show press conference happening immediately after the event on Peacock. This is why 
I don't go to stupid, dumb-ass websites like this. They, they release this information as breaking news. So I saw the title, and it said, Oh, breaking news involving WWE Elimination Chamber. Check out the exclusive here. So, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, that would make you go and check out what they were talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Which now means I'm going to get that stupid website to pop up my phone because of the algorithm for the next 30 days until I don't pull up a single article from there. Um, <clears throat> yesterday being Valentine's Day, um, people wishing Happy Valentine's Day everywhere and all over the place. Well, Matt Riddle took to his own personal Instagram with a photo of him and his girlfriend. Um, I forget her name. Um, Misha. Um, a very happy Valentine's Day. And as he direct quote from Matthew Riddle's verified Instagram, happy Valentine's Day to everyone and especially my girl Misha. I love you with a heart emoji. And I will see you all very, very soon. How soon can that be? Will it be the first Raw after Elimination Chamber to build something up for WrestleMania? I guess you'll have to tune into Monday Night Raw to find out. Um, WWE, you know, I, I wasn't able to join um, the show when we did our SmackDown um, recap. Um, just sometimes shit happens here. I'm in a health and rehab facility and sometimes it just... Doesn't work out to my advantage. Um, but WWE, as we know, or if you didn't, you will now, is going to be in London for their Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And SmackDown Live, typically when they go overseas, they record SmackDown and then show a tape the next week. Nope, they'll be flying over there and performing SmackDown Live for the first time ever in London the night before Money in the Bank. That's big news. Nice. Um, pull up one other thing. It's a predicting 2023 Elimination Chamber's biggest surprises. So, I'm going to go through what they have here on a scale of 1 to 5, eh, 1 to 10. Give me your ideas as to whether you think this would be, you know, how exciting of a surprise or shocking you think it would be. The first one they have, Jey Uso turns on Sami Zayn. Um, how shocked would I be? Yep. I would say seven. Okay. Mr. 24-7. I'm, I, I don't think I'd be too shocked because in my mind, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I'm almost positive that's going to happen because I'm almost positive we're going to see like Sammy and Kevin versus the Uso. So I'm not going to be shocked if that happened. I'm almost waiting for it to happen. Um, number uh, one, I guess. Okay. Zero. I'd go a little higher than that, but I think to get to... Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos, you need to find another enemy in a bloodline. And I think Jay 
I'm making this be a ruse the whole time to screw over Sammy um, would be perfect. And, and I think that would be the only substitution that the WWE Universe would accept is Sammy and Kevin against the Usos and not Sammy in a triple threat against Cody and Roman. So will I be shocked if it happens? No, but I'll, I'll go as, as as low as a two, so a little higher than DJ. Alright. Next one. Austin Theory loses the U.S. title. DJ, what do you think? I think I would be shocked right now. I think they're using this elimination chamber to really give him that boost. So I wouldn't... If he loses, I'll go 10 on that. No, I'll go... I'll go eight because you really never know. I'll go eight. My- I'll go eight. Yeah. I'll say. Um, well, I don't think he's going to lose it at Elimination Chamber. I think they're going to say. I think they're going to carry him through till WrestleMania. Um, how, how? I'd say my surprise level would be like a a three. You'd be only a level of three on being shocked well, if lo- he lost? Well, the lower number is the, the shock value. Is, no, oh my God, no, the, 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 the bigger the shock, the higher the number. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to go like eight and a half. Oh, okay. I was going to say a three yeah. after the way you said what you said. Like, how would you go three? No, um, I, I'll I, go eight and a half. Yeah, I would be absolutely shocked. Um, if he loses the title, <sighs> and we'll get more into the elimination chamber, but it, how he gets there is is what's going to shock me even more. So I'm going to go nine and a half. Okay. Um, a couple other quick little ones that they say: um, Montez Ford jumping off one of the pods in the chamber. To deliver a massive frog splash. It's happening. Yeah. So how I, shocked, I, uh, Mike, how shocked would you be if that happened? Nine. Three. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, yeah, it's going to happen. So it wouldn't shock me. I'll still be amazed at the height that he gets in when he comes down on somebody. But I'm not going to be shocked at all. If he doesn't, I mean, if he doesn't do it, I'll be shocked. If he doesn't do it, I would give a nine to a nine point five. Okay, um, I'll go four. But if he, you know, I'm expecting it, so I'm going to go two. Um, okay. Oscar pulling off a Shayna Baszler and ending up by eliminating every other competitor in the match by herself. Yeah. Um. I'll go, like, I think because I really want that to happen, I'm going to go, like, a four. Because I don't, I won't be too shocked because I believe that that could happen if she's that good. And I'm almost expecting it to happen. So, yeah, I'll go four. Okay. Mike? I'll I'll go four. (coughs) You'll go five? I'll go five, yeah. Um, Shock level? Yeah, I'd go right between there, four or five, maybe four and a half, right in the middle. Um, excitement level, if it happens, it would be like a nine. Um, yeah. But, 
Um, yep. With Damian Priest being in the Elimination Chamber, he's not expected to be ringside during the mixed tag match. So, Rey Mysterio shows up during Judgment Day's match to get a little payback against his son Dominic for ruining his Valentine's Day dinner with his wife. He, he's got to get. He's got to get something. Uh, he's got to get something on his part. I mean, everything that they've done with that so far has all been Dominic and Rhea. Dominic and Rhea. Nothing with Ray. I mean, Ray hasn't, you know, done anything really to combat it. I did read something that uh, when they broke it, when they kind of interfered with the Valentine's dinner with his mother and father. I guess Dominic took off and had Rhea ended up paying the bill or something like that is what, what I read somewhere. But um, I would probably go five, five and a half. Okay. Mr. 24-7. Uh, this is another one I'm kind of expecting, I guess, because until him and Dom, until Ray and Dom actually fight each other in the ring, we're going to just keep seeing something or other happening. So I expect it to happen. I'll go three. Okay. Um, i I'll be honest with you guys. If, if they're going to bring Rey Mysterio all the way up to Montreal just to have him confront his son during a match, I, I'd be really shocked. I really would. Um, I could see something like that happening on Raw or something. Maybe him showing up on Raw. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit higher than you guys. I'm gonna go a seven because I would be shocked to see it happen. And then the last one, and this will end Nuggies news. Um, the Hurt Business reunites to aid Bobby Lashley in defeating Brock Lesnar. I would not be shocked at all. Um. I'm almost thinking if they're going to have Bobby win, if they want to have him beat Brock, again, we're probably going to see the Hurt Business. So I'll go I'll go three. Okay. Trent? Uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't think um, I, I'd be into that. I'll go, I'll go four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I mean, I, I don't, I don't want it to happen, because in my eyes, if it does, it then sets up another Bobby Lashley slash Brock Lesnar confrontation match, something. And my fear would it be like a steel cage or something at WrestleMania, and I just, I. I don't want to see it. I, I don't. I want this to be their last confrontation, their last match. And, and the fact that it is just a straight-up match, there's no stipulations, I, I don't know. Um, so I, I would be absolutely shocked if it happened. I'm going to go, I'll go eight. Okay. And, folks, that is Nuggies news for this evening. Um, Chibi, do you have anything going on with your independent matches and reports? And uh, the only stuff? thing I believe I I have is, um, yes, Test of Strength, <coughs> March 11th, 
We'll be at the Elks Club at 283 West Main Street in Waterbury, Connecticut. Tickets are $20 online, $25 at the door. General admission is $15. Scheduled to appear, former WWE star Fandango. 30-30. Also, Notorious Nini, who was better known as Sloan Jacobs in WWE, whoever Sloan Jacobs was. Uh, never heard of her, unless she was in NXT with the developmental down in OVW. Uh, that I don't know. I mean, but, you say? But, so, but some of the matches that they put together is one of my all-time favorites. I've been following the man's career for a long time, Bobby Ocean. Uh, we'll go against former WWE wrestler Fandango. And they have a six-way survivor match. Sammy Diaz versus Mike Skyros versus Jordan Rowe versus Test of Strength's Young Boy versus Brother Greatness versus Mark Alexander versus Ricky Smokes. The winner of that will get a championship match in the near future. The K-1 Classic Championship, Ichiban, will score off against T.J. Crawford. And the tag team, the, the tag team of Team Mission will go against Team Frost. And the tag team championship match, it is standard, Team Standard, don't know who they are, they didn't give their names or anything, are going to go against Miracle Generation. Now, Miracle Generation has been making some noise in every organization they have they go in. And, I mean, they're just, they're just making a name for themselves everywhere. So we want to wish them luck. And then they had a women's champ. They had it written down, women's championship, question mark versus question mark. So I have no clue. I bet you, you know, question mark wins that one. I bet you they do too, and it's going to be TBA. So, but uh, and also thank you, Drew Matt Tavin versus Brad Hollister this weekend for the NEW title should be a great match. These guys have had classics <coughs> over the years. It's going to be a great match. So quick, really quickly, on okay. Sloan Jacobs. Um, she's twenty years old, so she's very very young. She. Um, participated in open tryouts at the WWE Performance Center in December 2021. Um, she was announced as a member of the recruits. Her debut match at NXT, she lost to Nikita Lyons. Her second match at NXT, she lost to Roxanne Perez. Um, and then she competed in a 20-woman, that 20-woman battle royal that Zoe Stark won. Um... And then she had one other match where she defeated Thea Hall. It was her only victory to um, on her record in NXT. And then oh, November, okay. November 1st of 2022, she came to a, an agreement on her uh, releasing from her WWE contract. Okay, I guess they must have found out that there was nothing there. Oh, no, so. it, says she, it was reported that she was released from her WWE contract along with other... NXT talent. Oh, okay. So that, All right. that's well, a little bit about her. Thank you for that information. 
She's five foot three, one hundred and forty-seven pounds. And that's why he's the best. And she's twenty years old. Okay. So now, three days away from Elimination Chamber. I believe there's three matches plus the two chambers, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. Do we see yep. any more coming out of Friday SmackDown, or well, is this what WWE Let's just go over the matches with? real quick. Um, All right. The three singles matches are Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Um... Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley um, in a mixed tag match. And then, obviously, Roman Reigns taking on Sami Zayn. The two chamber matches, the one is for the United States title. It's Austin Theory defending against Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. And then the women elimination chamber match to determine... Um, the number one contender for the Raw Women's Title match in a match at WrestleMania. It's Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, I tried getting through that without coughing. Um, versus Natalia versus Carmella. Those are the five advertised matches. Okay. Um, do you think WWE is going to come up with another one out of SmackDown on Friday night, or they'll just go with what they have? And you know, because the Elimination Chamber matches are probably going to go, you know, quite a while time-wise. The Chamber matches themselves. Yeah, and it's not a big four, so usually they end it around eleven. So I mean, the Chamber matches is usually what I mean. Almost hour. an hour long each, including the, you know. Yeah, somewhere in that area, yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the other matches, how long might they go? I mean, I could see them not adding anything else. And if they do, I, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, still, maybe. Sonya Deville against Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Again? Mm. I don't know. I, mean, I would I wouldn't mind seeing what I mean which I wouldn't mind seeing it, but would you guys mind seeing uh Drew and Sheamus against the Viking Raiders? I mean if you put that on, I'll be okay with it. I mean if we gotta watch it up down, you know. Yeah, I mean the only thing with that is is I would expect that to be a fifteen to twenty minute match. And I'm thinking if they're gonna put something else in, it's gonna be a filler of like ten minutes or so. And I don't, I don't see them only giving those four guys that little bit of a time, unless they're going to take it away from one of the other matches. Right. You know, I mean, so. I mean, you got to figure Lashley Lesnar's going to be ten minutes long. I mean, if either one of them go much longer than that, they're going to be out of breath. And I mean, for God's sakes, Brock Lesnar was beat red for being in the Rumble for three minutes. <laughs> Yep. You know. Yeah, he's he's good out of the gate, but not much in the way of stamina. <coughs> right. That's for sure. Right. But um but I think what I think the best um uh, uh what was it? Uh what the uh, uh, three matches again. Reigns Brock Sami Zayn, Brock yep. Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and then the mixed tag match. I think the, I think Roman and Sammy are going to be the best one of those three individual ones. Well, 
That, no. that that's like saying I think Snoopy is white. Well, the reason I say that is this is an elimination chamber. So are they going to end the show with the men's chamber or are they going to end the show with Roman and Sammy? I, I think, Roman and Sammy? Yeah, I think Roman and Sammy. I do too. I think Roman and Sammy will... Mike, you're off camera. Will, you oh, sorry. sliding over. There you sorry. go. I think Roman and Sammy will end the show. I think it's going to be a, a good way to end the show. And, you know, we'll just see what WWE, uh, how far WWE wants to, wants to go with this uh, Sammy versus Roman thing. I, I believe we're, still, we're going to see it at Mania, but with Elimination Chamber coming up, I think it's going to be a brutal match. I don't, I don't think, do? I mean, if we go... Back to that thing in Nuggies News where Jay turns on Sammy. I mean, that would be the perfect way to set up the storyline to get somebody else in the bloodline to be hated enough for them not to boo Cody Rhodes out of the stadium when it's Cody Rhodes versus Reigns and Sammy Zayn is not involved. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you really look at it, they're in Montreal and they're probably going to want a big name at the end of the show to get a huge pop and who better than KO. So, I mean, I, I really feel that we are going to set up. I really do. And I don't see Roman and Sam having another match. Maybe another match, but not a big match or another, you know, a, a, a big match. I feel like this is just to get it, let Sammy get in there whatever, and set this it's a bigger thing also. Right. That's why I feel that will be the main event. Yep. Plus it's your damn title, both of them. So that needs to be the main event. Yeah, DJ, you're starting to break up on my end. Yeah, you're getting a little choppy in my end, too. Yeah. But I, well, I, I, phone I, phone I, I do. Not, so I, that's probably why. <laughs> Yeah, I do kind of have to get going here shortly because, yep. I mean, it's 8.30. Um, right. They, they come around here very, very, very shortly for evening meds. So. Right. And they got to do vitamins and all that. that stuff. Yep, I was just going to announce to everybody out there before we go, um, this Saturday, 2 p.m., will be the Top Rope Reports prediction show, our Elimination Chamber prediction show. Looking forward to seeing everybody again. You know, if there's anybody out there that, Likes or dislikes our picks, let us know. And, um, and, and in true um, bonus form, um, we were predicting the order that they enter um, into the match. Um, so we'll have to predict the first two that are in the ring fighting, and then how they the other four enter, but also... In the order that they're getting eliminated. Ooh, okay. Ooh, you know, okay. Add, add a little extra wrinkle to it. Um, and then obviously, yep. six, five, four, three, two, and then the winner. Um, yep. You know, point-wise, I'll divulge point-wise and bonus points for, you know, X amount correct or X amount whatever um, exactly. on our page, but... Just to give a little food for thought at what you might be in for and what you might be interested in hearing, um, uh, those are just 
two of the predictions that we give um, this year for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. All right, cool. So once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Jeff Jarrett with the passing of Jerry Jarrett yesterday. So I want to thank DJ for joining us, uh, even though it was late. You know, I was always glad to see you. Always great to have you on the show. Uh, you had a you had a, a, a nice dimension to the show as well. So hopefully, we'll the three of us will continue this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So on behalf of the Nugster Greg and Mister Twenty Four Seven, this is the illustrious Mister Trivia for the Top Rope Report. Saying thank you all for joining us, and we'll catch you on Saturday at two p.m. for our prediction show. <laughs>